One of the biggest criticisms of the New Orleans Saints last season was their inability to be creative, particularly on the offensive side. But based on what we're seeing throughout the preseason and training camp, that is about to change going into 2023. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day to all you everydayers out there. And of course, don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, inside information, early access, and much more, you can head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints. Join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media. You can find me as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked on NFL to get $20 off of your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're here live for another post-practice two-a-day episode of Locked on Saints. Very much appreciate everybody for being here, whether you're catching the show live or you're catching it later, let me know. Hit me up with that, uh, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, here's what we're going to be going through. We're going to take a look at whether or not the 53-man roster, we might have some hints here in terms of how things are taking shape. We'll also go through some of our uh, notes from today's practice. You know, I'll come strapped with the notes. Uh, we're also going to take a look at more cuts at the wide receiver spot, which end up opening the door for some of the young guys. We're going to explore what that might look like. But first, The New Orleans Saints are introducing some new wrinkles to both sides of their team, whether it be offense or defense, that I do think kind of alleviate the concern about whether or not they're going to be creative in 2023. This was a big criticism of the New Orleans Saints in 2022, and I think rightfully so. Uh, They prepared an offense that wasn't built for Andy Dalton, yet had to run Andy Dalton out there for 14 of 17 games as their starting quarterback. And as you would imagine... Things didn't get very creative there. Not many threats when it comes to Andy Dalton outside of him distributing the ball and kind of managing the game. And so when you're the New Orleans Saints there, not a lot of opportunities to introduce wrinkles and utilize all these other things, but we're seeing things like that change. We're seeing more of those wrinkles come in. I've got a couple of solid examples for you uh, from preseason games, as well as what we've seen so far throughout practice. The first thing that I'll mention is that there's been a lot more eye candy, a lot of motion, misdirection, uh, change of direction, all these other little pieces that we didn't see a ton of last year. The NFL or the New Orleans Saints were one of the the lowest uh, teams in the NFL when it came to percentage of snaps that included motion. We're seeing them do that quite a bit here throughout the preseason training camp, all that other stuff. Now we'll see if it ends up not translating or if it ends up indeed translating to the regular season. That's the caveat with all this. But hey, what you're looking at right now is what are they doing and what are they preparing for the season. And right now we're seeing a lot of that. The other thing that we're also seeing that I thought was really interesting is the way that the Saints like to move the pocket 
with Derek Carr. This adds an additional wrinkle that maybe increases the effectiveness of a Taysom Hill down the road as well. Today during practice, we actually saw a read option run by Derek Carr. And a lot of uh, you Las Vegas Raiders fans or Derek Carr fans that have come through for the show that have given me a little bit of insight in terms of how you know the Raiders utilized Derek Carr, that's not foreign for Derek Carr. We, see, we actually saw that quite a bit uh, from him throughout his time in Las Vegas slash Oakland. Uh, and we certainly saw it when it was kind of like the marriage of him and Marcus Mariota. You want a little bit of that mystique around Derek Carr. Can he you know, run some of those options, things like that. Expect to see a little bit of that in the 2022 season for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, a couple of other things that you should really kind of be paying attention to when it comes to the offense is sort of the wrinkles that are being introduced with the way that these wide receivers, tight ends, as well as, of course, um, as well as, of course, uh, running backs are being utilized. We're seeing Alvin Kamara line up in a bunch of different places, including, you know, at wideout sometimes when we're doing like seven on sevens or when they're doing routes on air, those types of things. We're also seeing a lot of mixing and matching at wide receiver. One time you'll see Chris Olave on the outside along with Michael Thomas on the outside and maybe an A.T. Perry or a Shaq Davis or a Keith Kirkwood in the slot. Other times you're seeing Keith Kirkwood, Shaq Davis on the outside and you're watching Chris Olave take snaps from the slot. And so you're seeing a lot of this sort of mix and match, which is going to create a lot of opportunities for these or not opportunities, but a lot of wrinkles that defenses have to kind of be ready for, right? Like it's one thing when you're a cornerback or a slot cornerback and you spend your entire game going up against one style of wide receiver with a couple of exceptions. It's a whole other thing where one snap you're going up against, you know, a six foot six tight end. The next snap you're going up against a six foot five wide receiver that is, you know, that has a lot of speed. And then the next time you're going up against a speedster like Rashid Shahid out of the slot and then a Chris Olave coming out of the slot and then a big physical receiver like Michael Thomas out of the slot. That is a headache for any slot corner, for any corner that would end up matching up with that. And what we saw during the joint practices with the uh, with the New Orleans Saints and the Los, uh, Los Angeles Chargers is them finding ways to kind of game plan Alvin Kamara into coverage that's advantageous for him, linebackers, uh, getting him running routes against defensive linemen. We saw Joey Bosa have to try to cover him out of the backfield for a wheel route for an easy touchdown during those practices to where he walked away going, well, what do you want me to do with a few more expletives kind of laced in there? before. Uh, we're seeing tight end screens. You saw the wide receiver screen to Lynn Bowden on the outside that went for a big old gain uh, in the preseason game against the, the, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. So I think you're seeing a lot of those little pieces that end up kind of telling you, hey, this is an offense that's ready to be more creative in 2023 than it was in 2022. Will it be effective? That's what we have to wait and see during the 2023 season. But you're certainly seeing a lot more of that. The, the the Alvin Kamara screens, the wide receiver screens, the tight end screens, all of these things are back. All these things look like they're a big part of what the New Orleans Saints are going to want to do with Derek Carr under center and, of course, throwing you know, in, in, in the rest of that offense. Uh, and then you add in Taysom Hill into that equation, all those other things that, that end up having a positive impact as well. And that wrinkle or those sets of wrinkles don't stop on the offensive side, right? We know that Dennis Allen is a very aggressive and creative defensive mind. And you're seeing a lot of that as well. These three safety sets where you're seeing either Jordan Howden on the field with Tyron Matthew, as well as Marcus May. Uh, you're seeing those uh, with Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Tyron Matthew and Marcus May as well. We're seeing a lot of these kind of offset, unbalanced defensive lines. We're watching one defensive end kind of on his own on the, let's say, offensive left side 
up against the left tackle, but then we're watching the three, the two defensive tackles and the defensive end on the right side shifted over so that there's a big gap in between and they're able to kind of overload and overwhelm the left side of the line. So you're seeing a lot of those different things, even just in the preseason games as well. So I do think that that is a big, big piece to what you're expecting to see uh, when it comes to uh, the New Orleans Saints and the wrinkles that they're bringing in for this year's game. Um, Coming up next, we're going to take a look. Brian Edwards was cut or waived by the New Orleans Saints. Not a very surprising move based on last weekend's preseason game. But on top of that, we're also seeing a couple of other wide receivers not around opening the door for young wide receivers, A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis. Namely, what does this all mean for them and what is the real opportunity that stands before them? We got that coming up for you next as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. There's no better place to go, no better app to use when it comes to buying tickets for your favorite events all upcoming. Whether you're looking at sports, comedy, concerts, theater, whatever it is, they have it for you over at Game Time. And you can give up all of the advanced, you know, trying to get plans done in months. You don't have to worry about all that because they've got deals for you over at the Game Time app right up to the day of the event. And with their Game Time guarantee, it means that you always get the best price. Find the tickets in the same section and row for less, then Game Time is going to credit you for 110% the difference. Doesn't get any better than that. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to worry about digging through your email. Uh, you can always buy tickets in just a matter of seconds, just two clicks, and you're done. Snag tickets without stress with Game Time. So download the Game Time app today, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL. You're gonna get twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account over at Game Time. Redeem the promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thanks as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. If you caught, if you missed the big news today. There was one uh, roster move for the New Orleans Saints. The Saints reduced their 90-man roster to an 89-man roster by waving and moving on from veteran wide receiver Brian Edwards. Now, I'm here to eat a little bit of crow on this one, okay? Let me just be honest. I was all kinds adamant, and you everydayers will know this, I was all kinds adamant about Brian Edwards being the guy that I thought was the shoe-in to be the fourth wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints behind Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid, and Chris Olave. And I was wrong. Uh, and today, and really, we kind of saw that being the case over the course of training camp, right? Kind of started off strong, but then kind of fell off, much like uh, James Washington. The same uh, same thing happened with him. But this last preseason game was kind of the nail in the coffin for him, right? Like this is a guy that he raced two touchdowns in the red zone because of offensive pass interference penalties, dropped a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone on a beautifully placed pass by um, by uh, Jake Hayner, and then gave up or kind of kind of let up. I'm not going to say gave up, but kind of let up on a pass when he had a fly route that would have walked him into the end zone had he and Jay Kaner been able to connect. So those are four different instances, at least three of them costing the team scores, touchdowns, seven points, six points, however it is that you want to look at it, that just kind of become unexcusable, right? Inexcusable. And so the Saints moving on from him makes a ton of sense. But I want you to keep something in mind here. The Saints moved on from Brian Edwards. They waved him today. They haven't seen Traquan Smith since I think it's practice day nine. 
uh, because he's been dealing with a groin injury. And unlike Rashid Shaheed, we haven't seen Traquan Smith return to the team just yet. Like we saw Rashid Shaheed in Costa Mesa on the sideline, you know, bantering around and messing around with the team. We saw him on the sideline during the Los Angeles Charger game. Traquan Smith nowhere to be found. And then today, Lynn Bowden Jr. was missing uh, because he had also gone into Sunday's game with a groin injury and had at a point gone to the injury tent, gotten looked at, and then ended up coming back out. So there's three wide receivers that weren't on the field today. So what happens? The door creaks open a little bit more for young guys like A.T. Perry and Shaq Davis. Keith Kirkwood should, of course, be in that conversation as well, but I think Keith Kirkwood has proven enough, and I think he's going to make the 53-man roster. And I think if you needed evidence of that, he didn't play during the Los Angeles Chargers game, even though he was healthy. So he was amongst the starters that didn't suit up for that game. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara, Derek Carr, so on and so forth. So I do think that Keith Kirkwood's a part of that number of players that you can say, okay, probably already got their roster spot sewn up. So now this is giving some more opportunities to guys like A.T. Perry, the six-round rookie drafted out of uh, Wake Forest, who you can kind of expect to make the roster one way or another. I mean, they moved a player in order to draft him. I know he's a six-round draft pick, but there is something to the fact that they traded a player away to move up and go and grab him. And I can tell you right now that the New Orleans Saints love the fact that they got A.T. Perry. And they, of course, love the fact that they got him in the sixth round. Shaq Davis is another guy that's impressed a lot. What he'll need to do next is show what he can do on special teams, but he's very involved throughout practices on special teams. We watched him working punt block drills. We watched him working uh, kick return drills, kick coverage drills, all of those other things. So you see him doing a lot of good stuff on special teams while also going out there and making plays, right? Remember Emmanuel Butler years ago, the undrafted free agent wide receiver that came in and lit up training camp? but disappeared when it came to, well, never really got involved in special teams and then kind of disappeared when it came to the preseason games. Shaq Davis is a guy that's making plays in camp, that's involved heavily in several different units of, of, of the special teams units, and then is making plays during games. And so those are all the things that you're looking for, like check, 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 right? Like those are the three boxes that you're trying to check if you're an undrafted guy. And so it's great to see that check, check, check that he's checking off all those boxes. And A.T. Perry is a guy that has consistently shown up. They needed to pick up that first down on the the third and nine or whatever it was, and they immediately brought him back in, had him run that out route. Jake Hayner hit him on the right sideline, boom, first down. You saw him today connect on a deep ball, probably the play of the day from Saints practice today, a deep, deep, deep pass from from Derek Carr during team drills that ended up picking up a ton of yardage. And he just got wide open despite the fact that they were like, three or four different players kind of around him on that right side, but it was a beautifully placed pass, a bit of a dime, I'm not going to lie, and then a big time catch by uh, A.T. Perry on the sideline there. So I'm really looking at the Brian, I mean, and, and think about this too, right? James Washington, established veteran in the NFL, comes in, he sees the door. Brian Edwards, established veteran in the NFL, kind of, he comes in, he sees the door. Uh, Lynn Bowden's, you know, dealing with an injury, but he's stuck around. Kiki Cootie, another guy that came in, established veteran in the league, he saw the door. Uh, but look at the guys that are still on the roster. A.T. Perry, as we mentioned, Shaq Davis. I would be remiss if I didn't also point out John Trey Kirkland, uh, who I think gives you a lot in terms of another speed option, gives you another returner, gives you another gunner, gives you a good special teamer. I mean, does a whole lot of that stuff too. Uh, if you want to know my opinion on Lutz and Groupie, We'll talk about that tomorrow on our 53-man roster projection. All right, so there's your tease for what's coming up tomorrow. Uh, but I do think that like, when you look at these wide receivers, if I had to keep 
five wide receivers right now. I think Shaq Davis gets left on the outside of that, but then ends up on the practice squad, uh, which is good. And then probably sees those game day elevations. But the only reason why he doesn't end up being a part of that is because you're keeping five, right? So if I'm if I'm forced to keep five, then I'm going Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, then I'm going Keith Kirkwood and A.T. Perry. That's an easy choice. However, if I get the option to keep a six, there's one of two things that I'm doing. And one of those things is keeping Shaq Davis on the active roster, or I'm bringing T- uh, Traquan Smith in on the active roster, putting him on injured reserve, and then getting uh, Shaq Davis back to the active roster. Like one way or another, I'm getting Shaq Davis back to the active roster. And even if he ends up in the practice squad because the Saints only keep five, that's fine. Because remember, it's not just either you keep one wide receiver as the six wide receiver or you keep another wide receiver as a six wide receiver. Maybe you want to keep an extra offensive lineman, extra defensive lineman, extra safety, extra cornerback, and then that steals from the wide receiver spot. It's not just teams don't walk in and go, okay, we want this many quarterbacks, this many wide receivers, this many running backs, this many, whatever. You have 11 starters on either side. That's 22 and 22. You get your primary backups that usually fills up 23 through 45. And then by the time you get to 46 through 53, you're looking at special teams. That's what you're looking for. It's not the way that maybe some of us in media make people think teams look at constructing a roster, which is by here's this, here's this group of quarterbacks. Here's this group of running backs. Here's this fullback. Here's this group of wide receivers and tight ends and offensive line, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't really work that way. And so I think that uh, what you're really looking at is if they're keeping one less somewhere else, because maybe Alani Johnson Jr. gives you enough versatility to where you don't need an extra safety or Ugo Amadi gives you enough to where you don't need an extra corner or whatever, then all of a sudden you have the ability to keep six wide receivers. That was a big thing that factored into the Saints um, uh, sort of uh, a depth chart last year was the availability and the sort of um, uh, versatility of a PJ Williams, right? You had a PJ Williams who can play in the slot, who could play outside, who could play as a safety, who could play as a strong safety, who could play in the box, could do all those things. And so because of that, you had an extra spot that you could find elsewhere. Taysom Hill coming in. They only kept two quarterbacks instead of three quarterbacks this year. They'll keep three quarterbacks, I imagine. So those things all factor in. And those things will all sort of factor into how many wide receivers they keep, not just simply how many wide receivers do we, the New Orleans Saints, want to keep? So that's the big piece of it all. But Shaq Davis showing you what he can do as a special teamer helps because those roster spots, 46 through 53 or so, become very, very, very much about the special teamers that can come on. And remember, three of those spots are already taken by your kicker, your punter, and your long snapper. So that's a big piece of it too. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look at how that 53-man roster may already be taking shape and uh, what gives us that impression. and. Uh, some of the notes from today's uh, practice, including some of the big news, Kai Harley getting a promotion uh, and um, Marcus May getting probation. Uh, Not the same thing, but equally important to the way that you're looking at this New Orleans Saints team and their outlook moving forward. We got all that and much more coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners over at eBay Motors and Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer have teamed up to bring you the best fantasy football advice every single week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for the draft or you're scouring the waiver wire, we're going to provide you the players that are going to be guaranteed fits for your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's take a look at who Vinny Iyer has picked out for us as this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. We're going to start off here by looking for a player in fantasy football drafts who are going to spark your team with their new team's offense and help you speed to victory. That's why you're going to use a luxury pick on Bears wide receiver DJ 
Moore. It didn't take long for Moore to go from zero to 60 real quick after his big trade, cruising into an easy role with Justin Fields as his new go-to guy. Moore has you know, been fine during his time in Carolina, but he'll perform even better while dominating the targets from a young quarterback in Chicago. Vinny Iyer of Locked on Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about every player being the perfect fit, and the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you'll be sure that you're riding a lot more smoothly, whether you need air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure that they have the right fit for you because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you find the right part for your vehicle the very first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and don't worry about sweating if your ride just needs a little bit of fixing up because now you'll always know that you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay's guaranteed fit, everything that your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, all at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's get it. Huda Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at why I think that the 53-man roster may already be taking shape. So I kind of gave you a little bit of a, a hint at this in the last segment, just kind of discussing like you're looking at starters and you're looking at backups, then you're looking at special teams. And that's kind of the way that you're really trying to build out this roster as opposed to just like number of quarterbacks, number of running backs, number of wide receivers, so on and so forth. Uh, so when I look at my 53-man roster projection, which we're going to do in tomorrow's episode, by the way, subtext, you're going to get that, at least a, a list of that tonight. Uh, but uh, coming up tomorrow morning, we'll kind of go through the entire roster. And the way that I want to look at it is here are the starters on offense, here are the starters on defense, and then here's the rest. That's really what you're looking at in terms of building out your 53-man roster. So when I look at why I think there are certain things that are already taking shape, a big part of it kind of comes down to who's playing where and who's appearing where. So when you look at some of the more crowded rooms, like tight end used to be, but now I think we would look at safety as maybe the most crowded room. Guys like Jordan Howden, who of course was drafted, good veterans like Ugo Amadi and Jonathan Abram and Lonnie Johnson Jr., all of that. And this will kind of kind of get us in our, our Marcus May update. Um, there's a pretty clear indication of kind of what the hierarchy is if you're just paying attention to how the Saints are utilizing the safeties during their practices, uh, particularly those that are kind of rotating in uh, with the first team. So Marcus May is set to be, uh, we don't have a suspension information around him yet, but his legal process is now done. Uh, probation, plea, all that stuff, probation for 60 days. All that, that's it for him. No jail time, nothing like that. Sort of similar to what we expected and, and what we usually see when it comes to DUI cases around the NFL. Now, typically, once that legal process is done, the NFL will begin its investigation and then discipline will happen after that. So we're now into that point of the period. We're waiting on discipline from the NFL. Likely, this is going to be a three-game suspension. That's what we've seen with other guys in the past, PJ Williams, Deontay Hardy, slash Harris at the time all those guys. So that's what I would probably expect is Marcus May to be suspended for the first three games of the season or the three games of the season that immediately follow whenever the NFL makes up its dang mind. And we saw that with Deontay Hardy, that that, that took all the way into the regular season that year. But when you look at where you, know, you get these veteran rest days, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, those are guys that get veteran rest days. Who takes the field when one of them is not on the field? Well, that's been rookie Jordan Howden. If Tyron Matthew's out, 
Jordan Howden's playing Tyron Matthews' role next to Marcus May. If Marcus May is out because of your veteran rest day, Jordan Howden is in and he's playing next to Tyron Matthew and Marcus May's role. Today, what we also got to see a little bit of is that when the Saints kind of shift to a three safety set, which we've seen a lot of Jordan Howden in those situations, working on the field with Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, we've now seen Lonnie Johnson Jr. do that today. And today was kind of the first time that we really saw it. He highlighted it in his presser to us as well that, hey, they had a plan for me as a, you know, with the first team. So I think that that gives you an idea about where Jordan Howden and Lonnie Johnson Jr. rank amongst the rest of the safeties. And you also see on the field with those guys, Ugo Amadi, because Ugo Amadi will play in the nickel sometimes as a backup to Bradley Roby. We haven't seen Alante Taylor completely grasp the um, the slot position just yet, which is not surprising, right? You're learning an entirely new position in one offseason. That's probably not going to go uh, super swimmingly, right? And so now you look at where Ugo Amadi can slot in, he slots in as your backup slot receiver. So it makes perfect sense. So I think that those are some of the ways that like those more crowded rooms start to take a little bit more shape because you're seeing them with the first team, you're seeing them elevate when other guys are out. You're not seeing that with some of the other safeties that are on the uh, that are on the roster. And then of course, you have to consider JT Gray as a part of that too, as one of your core special teamers, of course. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how all that ends up shaking out, but big deal for uh, the New Orleans Saints. I think the other place where you're getting a little bit of a glimpse into what the New Orleans Saints want to do with their team is tight end. Uh, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, those guys are locks on your roster, but we were given the update today that the Saints may possibly have Jimmy Graham back out on the field Wednesday, uh, which would be huge for them and huge for him too. I mean, what a scary situation that he went through last weekend. It seems that things aren't as concerning as they could have been which is great news. But the expectation is that Jimmy Graham will be back with the team soon, maybe even as soon as Wednesday. So now you look at a guy like Lucas Kroll, who's kind of fighting for his opportunity. His young talent on the practice squad makes a ton of sense. Whereas you get the sort of Jimmy Graham pass catcher, which is kind of what Lucas Kroll's role is too, is that of a pass catcher. And you know that you can rely on him as somebody that is produced in the NFL, even down to his 34, 35, or rather 33, 34 year old ages. Um, so I just kind of wanted to highlight those because I think that some of what the Saints are doing in practice gives you a nice little glimpse into what this 53-man roster might shake out to. Um, the, the big thing, the, the other big update, I just want to reiterate Jimmy Graham potentially coming back to practice on um, on Wednesday. We'll see. But there are also a couple of other things that I wanted to highlight too as we get out of here just to give you some updates on where the New Orleans Saints are. The Saints were without 14 different players, including Brian Edwards, who we, we later found out was waived. Um, going into today's practice, I'm not going to read the list of all 14 of them because that's just boring. Uh, but I will tell you a couple of the guys that are highlights of this. Nico Lalos, who had three sacks and a pass breakup at the line uh, in the fourth quarter alone against the Los Angeles Chargers. Get ready for a theme, dealing with a groin injury expected to be day-to-day. Daryl Williams, the running back, formerly from, from Marrero, shout out, the West Bank, uh, and of course, formerly of the LSU Tigers, recently signed, left early during today's practice with a groin injury. Uh, Ryan Connolly, he was out with a knee injury that is said to be potentially significant. So that's going to be a linebacker to watch here because that was a guy that was really starting to come along uh, over the course of the past couple of weeks. But Dennis Allen did say that that's going to lead to some missed time and it's a knee injury that's rather that could be rather significant. So we'll be watching that, watching out for that. And then Lynn Bowden Jr., we mentioned that he was out. He went into the game on Sunday dealing with a groin injury, coming back from a groin injury. 
So his absence today was tied to that same groin injury. Uh, Smoke Monday was also out today, but it was for personal reasons, not injury related. So those are just a couple of those big updates that I wanted to bring you. We did see Cesar Ruiz, the New Orleans Saints right guard, as well as Andrus Pete, uh, who took snaps with the second team. And then Demario Davis, their star linebacker, all returned not just to practice, but two team drills and two full, con- you know, not full contact action, but, you know, team drill action. Uh, and yes, uh, Bruno saw it in the chat there. Uh, all groin injuries. Groin injuries have been the injuries of camp. You think about Rashid Shahid. You think about uh, uh, Traquan Smith is added to that list as well. So groin injuries have been the injury of camp. So definitely something to watch out for as well. Uh, either groin injuries have been the injuries of camp or the Saints are trying to sneak guys like Nico Lalos and Daryl Williams to the practice squad. It could be one of either. It could be either. We'll watch out for that as we continue uh, to go through here, um, especially throughout the next week, because we got uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice. Friday, the Saints will also practice at the Superdome. All of those practices are morning practices. So we'll be here with you for the second show of the day, each of those days, kind of in the early afternoon. Although Wednesday tomorrow might be a little bit later just because I have a bunch of meetings and stuff like that. Uh, but there's all those other things. Uh, so that's where we are in terms of all your big uh, updates from practice today. And a big shout out to Kai Harley, who was promoted to assistant general manager alongside um, Jeff Ireland, who was also listed as uh, an assistant general manager. This is kind of reminiscent of when the Saints had both uh, Terry Fontenot and Jeff Ireland as their AGMs. Uh, You'll see that here as well. So now Kai Harley getting the promotion that he deserves. Assistant general manager slash vice president of football operations is his title. The good thing to know is that he is promoted and very, very much deserves it. All right, y'all, coming up in tomorrow's morning episode, 53-man roster projection, we'll look at starters, backups, special teams, and then in the afternoon or evening, we'll get to your second episode, get you caught up with everything that happened during Saints practice on Wednesday. I appreciate y'all, as always, making Locked on Saints, all you everydayers out there, your first listen of the day, every day. Appreciate everybody being here live, catching the show later, whether it's your first time or your next time, I really, really appreciate you very much. And I thank you for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mobbing them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.